Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the 20 Nothing Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara Blanchette, and this is our first episode of 2020. Today's guest is such a treat for anyone who's a skincare lover or honestly, even if you're new to the skincare world and just want to know more about it. For those of you who don't know Joanna, she is a celebrity facialist who works with all your favorite stars, including Vanessa Hudgens, Jake Gyllenhaal, Lily Reinhardt, Chloe Grace Moretz, Emily Ratajkowski, and many, many, many more. Like literally she works with all of the celebrities. It's insane. And she's also the founder of JV Skincare, which is an award-winning Lux skincare brand that Joanna uses in-house during her treatments. And it's also available in stores and on her website. And it features tried and true formulas that both clients and Joanna herself love. Joanna's book, Glow From Within, comes out on February 11th. And I've already had the pleasure of reading it. It's full of margin notes and highlighted passages. Like I went crazy with my highlighter when I was reading it. Even as somebody who already knows a lot about skincare, I learned a lot from Joanna and from reading the book. And so I'd recommend it to anyone who's looking to learn more about skincare. I'm actually going to be lending my copy to my boyfriend after this episode. He actually asked to read it. I'm not forcing him, believe it or not. So yeah, would recommend it to anyone. And I'm just so happy to have such a knowledgeable and well-known, renowned guest on the episode, especially for our first episode of 2020. Joanna Fargus is a skincare guru, icon, queen. So without further ado, I'm just going to stop rambling and get into the episode. Welcome, Joanna Vargas. So thank you so much for coming on the 20 Nothing podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Amazing. Yeah. So I got an advanced copy of your book and I was able to read it, devoured it in like a day and highlighted a bunch of passages, was so excited to just kind of get into how you think about skincare and your tips and your tricks because I've been such a fan of your skincare line and everything that you've done. So it was such a pleasure to get to kind of read more about what you think. Well, thank you for reading it. I appreciate it. (laughs) We also, I put like a box for questions from my followers on Instagram. And so we got a a couple of fun questions for you. And also I have questions based on, um, based on the book and just based on being familiar with your skincare line and whatever. So, so yeah, I mean, one of the first things I'm curious about is when you first meet with a client? I mean, walk me through how you assess their skin's needs and figure out exactly what treatment is best for them. Well, I start off really by asking them, you know, how often they get facials, especially these days, more than likely people have been getting facials and I want to hear kind of what they liked, what they didn't like, just because I want to customize the experience for what they're looking for, really. You know, there was a reason why they walked through the door And then I also ask them what inspired them to come in to see me Mm -hmm. because maybe they've had other types of facials and they needed, they just felt like they needed something different or they usually have like a very specific goal. Like for example, some people come in and say like, you know, I'm going to a high school reunion in a few weeks and I really want to look my best or, you know, 
I'm turning 50 in six months and I haven't done anything to my face and I really want to enter my 50th year looking the best version of myself. And once we kind of talk out all of those things, because those are just things that are like what you think about your skin or what what your goals are, then I, I look through a magnifying lamp and I really see what's, what's cooking. What, what are your pores looking like? Um, whether you're dehydrated or not, you know, whether you have sensitive skin or not, I touch your face. And because, you know, estheticians feel a lot of things through our fingertips, as well as just our eyes. So yes, I'm looking for blackheads and so forth. But I'm also looking for like, you know, the texture of the skin, the fragility of the skin, and if it gets red really easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then from there, you're kind of assessing exactly what their skin needs, if it's dehydrated, et cetera, et cetera. And also, I like to find out, like, do they have something going on like that day or the next day? Because that will also inform what type of facial we choose to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. If you want, if you're going to be on a red carpet or you have an event and you just want to be glowy, put your best skin forward. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Totally. If, for example, if somebody has extractions to do I'm not going to do extractions the day of a red carpet or if there's a red carpet the next day just because it won't be coverable you know if they have you know any remaining things on their face so we have to kind of assess everything and and formulate a plan of action Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and I mean what's one skincare change that you would recommend to skincare novices people who are want to make one big change if they, if they could only pick one thing? You know, if you could only pick one thing, I would say like my, my best answer is to try to incorporate a five minute nightly ritual into Mm -hmm. your life. Five minutes goes a long way. Uh, Nighttime is your body's time to repair itself. If you wash your face thoroughly and use a nighttime serum, it's going to make the world of difference in how your skin looks when you wake up the next morning. Product-wise, if I was going to do one thing, it would be probably to incorporate a good exfoliating mask in your routine. I think people feel like they're too busy to exfoliate or they're not sure what to use. My exfoliating mask is great because it's made for sensitive skin, but really exfoliation twice a week is like having a facial at home. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I love your exfoliating mask, honestly. The glow that I get after I use it is always The glow is real. (laughs) Yeah, the glow is real. I put it, I take it off and I'm like, oh my gosh, my skin looks so glowy and feels so baby smooth, especially when I finish it up with an oil. It's, that's like the perfect thing to do after exfoliating. And also like, think about how nicely your makeup goes on afterward. Mm -hmm. Or if you threw a sheet mask on after you exfoliated your skin, your skin would soak up all of that great serum into your skin and, you know, really make you lit. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people are scared of facial oils and you talk a little bit about facial oils in your book and you also have the rejuvenating serum in your own skincare line. What advice would you give when it comes to oils, people who are scared of oils and what are the benefits of them? Well, I think, you know, maybe 20 years ago when I first became a facialist, everywhere you would look, you would see product that said it was oil free. 
And mm -hmm. so it promoted this idea that like if a product had oil, it wasn't, it was going to make you break out. I think luckily the beauty industry has evolved a lot and, um, you know, fighting oil with oil is a real thing. If you struggle with breakouts on a regular basis, actually stripping away all the oil from the surface of the skin on a regular basis is just going to do one thing. It's going to signal to your body that it needs to produce more oil. That's why people kind of get addicted to like glycolics and everything. If you put a nice jojoba oil on your skin, it's actually going to tell the body, oh, there's enough oil on my on the skin. I don't need any more. And so it'll kind of taper off the oil production and you'll find that your skin is clearer as a result. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite oil? Um, I think jojoba oil is a really handy oil to use because it works on all skin types. I really like argan oil as well because, you know, loaded with antioxidants, it's really, it's great for any skin type. Again, we all need protection against sun damage and pollution damage. So mm -hmm. that one's a good one too. Yeah, of course. I love argan oil. It's one of my, one of my favorite oils to use on my face and it's just, your skin just soaks it up so well. That and, yeah. uh, and rosehip oil too. It's one of those oils where your skin just drinks totally. it up you put it on. Yeah. Yeah, actually, my rejuvenating serum has rose hips, uh, argan oil, jojoba oil, olive oil, and neroli. So. Mm, amazing. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a really delicious blend of oils. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, let's talk about retinol. I feel like it's a lot of people, um, it has a lot of misconceptions. People are scared of it. Some people love it. What age would you recommend somebody start using retinol? You could really start using retinol um, as early as your late 20s. You know, I would step into it a little bit. Maybe in your late 20s, you use it a couple times a week. You know, obviously, when you use retinol, you have to you have to be prepared to protect your skin against the sun, meaning sunscreen. I also encourage people to wear hats and sunglasses just to make sure you have like enough barrier. But retinol is one of the most studied ingredients in skincare. It really does increase circulation in your skin. It increases collagen production. So it really, you can't lose with retinol. It's just finding the right formula for you, mm -hmm. frankly. Yeah. I got a listener question and somebody said, what are your tips for someone who wants the benefits of retinol, but whose skin hasn't been able to handle it? Well, I mean, it, there are a lot of formulas that are just too intense for people you know, I would see if you can get a sample or just test something on your neck to see if it works. Because for example, the retinol that I have in my line, I, I put a lot of stuff in it so that you wouldn't feel like it sucked the life out of you mm -hmm. and so that you wouldn't have such a bad reaction to the retinol itself. So it doesn't make you patchy and dry, but it's really all about like finding a retinol that doesn't just have retinol that has mm -hmm. other things in it that will help balance out and make your skin not feel so dry and so traumatized by that incredible uh, cell turnover. Mm -hmm. You mentioned in your book, not putting retinol on top of moisturizer. Would you put retinol on top of a facial oil though? No, you, you would put retinol should be your first thing. Like if you're going to go in order and you can, you know, I sometimes put some extra moisturizer on my skin after, 
but really ideally you would put your retinol at night and that would be, that would be your nighttime serum. You know, that way you you go to sleep, your body's already in repair mode. And then the retinol encourages that repair cycle. And, you know, because it's, it's building you all new fresh collagen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in terms of sunscreens um, and protecting yourself after using retinol, would you recommend using a mineral or chemical sunscreen? And do you, I mean, there was a big debate that happened a while ago about chemical sunscreens and how safe they are and going into your bloodstream, et cetera. What's your take on that? Well, you know, I, I have a big section in my book about sunscreens because mm-hmm. I really tried to explain it to everybody. Mineral sunscreens contain titanium and zinc. That's, those are the minerals that we're talking about when we say mineral sunscreen. Chemical sunscreens perhaps don't t- contain titanium and zinc, but they contain a lot of substances that really do protect your skin against the sun. I, for me personally, because I'm uh, Latin and I suffer a lot of melasma, the only thing that's ever worked for me was the chemical sunscreen. Titanium and zinc doesn't really work for me in terms of stopping melasma, which is a big concern for most of my clients. I do, you know, when I go to the beach, I do bring both. Maybe I'll use the chemical sunscreen all over and then I'll put the minerals on the spots that I get the more melasma just so I have a double layer of protection. But really, like, I'm an esthetician, you know, you need sunscreen. Everything that you're going to complain about as you get older about your skin, a lot of the source of all of those complaints is going to be the sun. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it really irresponsible of people to have made chemical sunscreen into this fearful bad guy. We need it. It's just a fact. I mean, I'm, I'm in California right now, and even today it's freezing but the sun is so strong. I would never recommend that anybody go out without it because you're going to, you know, see premature aging. You're going to see fine lines, more melasma. And really at the end of the day, like skin cancer is a very, very big thing. I have in the past several years, I've caught so many skin cancers on people's faces and you know, do you want to use a chemical sunscreen or you don't, do you want to wind up having to do a surgery on your face? Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's just irresponsible for people not to focus on what's important. And to me, it's the most important thing that you can use in your routine. Yeah, definitely. The fear mongering and that takes away from just the movement of using SPF daily and just the fact that it's um, it's often doesn't leave the white cast on your skin that a lot of people yeah. trying to use mineral sunscreens. It's it's one of those things that just makes it easier for people. So to try to def- deter people from doing that is a little a little iffy. Yeah. Also, people have to. I mean, it, you know, mineral sunscreen just doesn't work for all skin tones. It's just it's just a fact, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's a bit exclusionary to not think of, you know, when you walk down the street in Manhattan on any given block, you'll see probably, what would you say, like a hundred different skin tones yeah. in one block radius. Like, you know, I, I like to focus on skincare for everybody. It's really important. Brown skin can get skin cancer just as much as white skin can. And so it's a really, it's a big concern for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you're bi-coastal, so you're traveling a lot from New York yeah. to LA. Planes, how do you keep 
you know, your skin in good condition while traveling so much and being on planes constantly? That's a good question. I, I always take a little routine on the flight with me because my, I'm always flying between New York and Los Angeles. It's a five-hour flight. It's a lot of time to be in dehydrated, dirty, recycled air. I always do a sheet mask on the flight. I always reapply um, my face oil, my rejuvenating serum. I always bring an eye cream. I always bring uh, handy wipes, like disinfectant wipes for my hands and for my whole area um, because I like to be able to relax and sleep in a place that's clean. So uh, the second the plane takes off, I you know, kind of settle into what movie I'm gonna watch. And then I, I put on a sheet mask and I spend a few minutes massaging, especially just my eye area. I'll just pinch my eyebrows and do pressure points on the lower part of my eye, just so that I don't get puffy during the flight. And then when I reapply my rejuvenating serum, I just do like a really, like a five minute hand over hand upward massage so that my skin feels invigorated and so that I'm super hydrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you have amazing skin, so it's definitely Thank working. You. <laughs> um, what is your skincare routine um, at night or in the morning? Well, at night, I always wash my face with my vitamin C face wash because it exfoliates a tiny bit. And then I will do my supernova serum, which is my retinol. And then if I'm, if I'm in California, it's usually really dry here and I feel like my skin is dying. So then I'll put my daily hydrating cream on top of that. In the morning, I rinse my face and wash it with my cloud bar, which is a more of a gentle coconut cleanser with chamomile. And then I do daily serum, rejuvenating serum, daily hydrating cream, and my eye cream. And then twice a week, I do my exfoliating mask and I follow with a sheet mask um, right now, my sheet mask is that I'm using is the Twilight Mask, which contains epidermal growth factor, which I find is really rejuvenating for my skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a section in your book where you talk about um, new technology in facials and, and spa technology. Of the technologies that you mentioned, which is your favorite? Right now, my favorite is microneedling with radio frequency. So it's, it's a machine, it's not a, a roller that stamps the skin with needles. And once the needles are in the face, then we put radio frequency through the needles. So the needles are going through all the layers of skin. And then we're providing, you know, the electric heat energy in there as well. And what happens is that you tighten up the face like overnight. It completely resurfaces and remodels your collagen. So you can get rid of I've done clients where I've gotten rid of lines in one session. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. It's great for melasma and it's the most tightening treatment that I've ever seen. And it's minimally invasive. It, it's just amazing. I, I'm completely obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. November and December when I was prepping everybody for award season, all I was doing was twilight facials, which is my microneedling facial. And I mean, as an esthetician, um, being on the skincare side of it, 
What's your perspective on the dermal fillers and the, and the influx of that? You know, it's interesting in my career, it, you know, it started out with Botox being like the thing and people were doing Botox before it was even approved for cosmetic use. You know, I had many clients doing it. I think that at the end of the day, and I talk about this in my book a lot, do what's, what feels right for you. I'm just here uh, to tell you that you don't have to do it. It's not, I, I get, especially with younger clients, I'll, I'll meet, you know, um, actresses in their mid twenties and they'll be like, well, I'm thinking about when should I start doing Botox and filler? It's not an automatic thing. Do it if it makes you feel good, but like there's so much technology out there um, that you can really avoid it if, if you want to, you know, <laughs> but I, I talk about this in my book that really what I think people need to focus on being, being beautiful really is being confident in yourself and being focused on the best version of you and not being so negative about like all the little things that you can rip apart about your yourself or about your face. Mm -hmm. So I encourage people to, you know, um, you could read about technologies in my book, but that's really a big focus of my practice is all the non-invasive technologies because they really work great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're, they're getting better and better with time. Totally. What are your thoughts on devices like the new face and the zip that offer nano and microcurrent at home? Do you think they're effective? I personally have not used them just because it's not something it's not something that, you know, I'll go get a facial when I need it. And I think that most of my clients, like when they feel like they need um, a treatment, they come for a treatment. You know what I mean? I think the idea of taking care of yourself in whatever form that is, is a great one. If that makes you feel good. I do have a lot of friends who are makeup artists that use devices on their clients before they start doing makeup on people just to get mm -hmm. rid of the puff and stuff. But I also think like, you know, just the, the jade roller, like if you're just worried about puffiness or whatever, um, that's a little bit more affordable. That really works. Like do a sheet mask and roll for a few minutes. If you don't think that you can do your own face massage, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. But any, anything like that, I feel like, again, if it works for you, then great. You know, I'm all for it. Yeah. And you have your um, magic glow wand that's launching next month. Um, yeah. And it has hot, cold, and massage settings to help with lymphatic drainage and product yep. absorption. So tell me more about, about the magic glow wand that's coming out. Well, it's something I'm really excited about. I've honestly been working on it for like, I think it's been three or four years. I wanted to kind of encourage people to take care of themselves and to enhance their little, their routine at home was something that I thought really worked. Mm -hmm. Lymphatic drainage massage has blown up a lot this year, which I'm really excited about because obviously it's been around forever, but it's fun when something like catches with popular culture because it's so healthy for you. So there are four settings. There's a, a hot setting by itself, which you can just use over the exfoliating mask or any kind of enzyme mask to keep it active. There's a hot plus massage setting, which will help you to keep the mask active, but also give you some depuffing mm -hmm. while you're doing it. 
there's a cold setting that will just calm your skin down. A lot of people struggle with inflammation on their skin. If you have rosacea or any kind of sensitive skin condition, um, the cold is really great for just calming everything down. Um, and then cold plus massage, you could do it over a sheet mask. You could do it in the eye area to depuff your eyes. It's really a great tool to, you know, help you in the moment, like really give yourself a great treatment mm-hmm. and make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it just kind of adds a layer to that experience, the yeah. skincare, self-care experience. Um, yeah, I mean, really people are always telling me like, I can't, I can't massage my face. So I wanted to create something that was as, as close to having somebody do lymphatic drainage massage on the face as I could, I could get. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's great. It really yeah. works. Amazing. I can't wait to try it. One of the listener questions that we received was how to prevent and diminish prominent uh, nasal labial folds. Nasal labial folds are the line that goes from your nose down by your mouth to like the bottom of your chin. It's definitely an area that everybody worries about. It's your smile lines. I would say treatment-wise, microneedling, radiofrequency, microcurrent, all address those things. At home, definitely doing lymphatic drainage massage uh, or any type of invigorating massage will tighten up the whole cheek area, which is what, you know, the, the, it's a very heavy muscle and it kind of over time, you know, you feel like it's falling down a little bit, which creates more of the folds. So if you do invigorating massage at night, when you put on your nighttime serum, it'll help with that. Exfoliation helps because it creates new collagen Um, which will tighten the area. So you have a lot of options that are non-invasive options, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then of course, retinol really helps with lines and keeping everything tight and glowy. If somebody came to you and kind of said that they could only afford to splurge on one product from the JV Skincare line, what would you recommend? And where should we be splurging in our routines? That's a great question. I think the splurge would probably be the nighttime serum. I'm going to give two options for this because they're, um, they do different things. My first choice would be the rescue serum, which is my vitamin C serum. It's mm-hmm. pure vitamin C plus squalene, which gives it a nice oily texture to it. But pure vitamin C is the most healing thing that you can put in a skincare product. If you have acne breakouts, if you have melasma, if you have fine lines or just rosacea and irritation, it really calms the skin down incredibly. It protects your skin against sun damage. It's anti-aging. So no matter what skin you have, the rescue serum would work for you and it's a great repair serum. Mm -hmm. If you want to super splurge, then I would recommend getting my retinol serum, which is the supernova. Um, It's a bit pricey, but you don't need much of it to go on your skin. And it's so worth adding a retinol into your routine at nighttime. You'll see a huge difference in your skin and you'll wake up feeling kind of better about yourself. You'll wake up and you'll see the glow and you'll be like, okay, I'm ready to face my day, Mm -hmm. you know? 
Yeah, for sure. Well, those were all the questions that I had for you today. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. My book comes out February 11th, Glow From Within. You can get it on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and uh, some of your local independent bookstores also. It has a lot of information for people who really don't know where to begin but want to be a part of the beauty industry. And I think, you know, the main focus of the book is like do things that make you feel good about yourself, make you feel like you're presenting your best self every day. And it will result in people telling you you look beautiful. Well, thank you again. And I'll talk to you soon. Try